Will South Carolina be a turning point or an asterisk? This time on Poll Hub, Bernie Sanders won the most votes in Iowa, New Hampshire, and Nevada, the first three contests, making him the rather undisputed frontrunner heading into the South Carolina primary on Leap Day, February 29th. But with Joe Biden leading in most South Carolina polls, will Sanders remain the king of the hill if he doesn't win on Saturday? And what about that food fight in Charleston? Uh, I mean, it was a debate. Is that going to make a difference? We've got a lot to talk about, so let's get to it. And hi, everybody. Welcome to Poll Hub. I'm J.D. Dapper, Director of Innovation here at the Marist Poll. And I'm Barbara Carvalho, Director of the Marist Poll. And I'm Lee Marigoff, Director of the Marist College Institute for Public Opinion. So three down and a whole lot to go, but South Carolina is is the fourth of the first four. When yep. we talk about the, the, the uh, getting started in the Democratic or, or, or Republican uh, kind of primary process, the presidential selection process, this has been an unusual year. No candidate has ever won the popular vote in the first three contests. And Bernie Sanders has done that. But right now, as we sit here three days, two days before the primary in South Carolina, it looks like Joe Biden might actually be able to trip him up. Well, it's, it's sort of an unusual situation because, you know, we always talk about firewalls and primaries, you know, and, you know, such and such is going to be a firewall. And this is a, and very often the firewalls end up you know, kind of crashing and smoking and burning along the way. And this time well, because the momentum yeah, from the previous primaries kind of builds and creates a new front run. Yeah, and I think there was some of that thinking going on when we saw, you know, that the African-American vote was narrowing uh, for uh, Biden in terms of his advantage. And South Carolina, of course, has the big African-American vote. And when that started to get close, then people say, well, here it goes again. Uh, but right now he's had some decent debate uh, performances. And I think he's presented Biden himself. Has. Biden has. And I think the firewall may hold for him. And then he's off the canvas. And then we'll have a whole different situation coming on Super Tuesday. So there's a lot of poll. We talk about polls here because we're a polling podcast. There have been a lot of polls about South Carolina. One of, us, one of them is ours. But there's also these two debates that have kind of been stuck in the middle. There was the Nevada debate and then there's the South Carolina debate. What do we know about what the polls are telling us at this point. Well, we also know that when things happen in the real world between polls, that very often we do see differences, and they affect they affect the uh, the polls and the race itself. So debates matter. Are you uh, telling me, Barb, that the campaigns don't stop? Let us poll and then continue. <laughs> Wouldn't no, they, were they, well, they, no, no that's just, not nice of them. As we know, election polling and primary polling is always a moving target. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're fond of your snapshot theory, uh, Lee, that it's a moment in time. Um, but yes, uh, we we actually polled. Uh, prior to both Nevada, uh, the Nevada um, caucus, and also the South Carolina uh, debate, which both were pretty interesting and and fiery. Um, So at that point, um, we had uh, Biden um, up by uh, uh, four points over over Sanders. Technically within the margin of error, so at best it was a, a narrow lead. At yeah, best. it was. It was. It was an edge. And um, I th- you you mentioned the uh, the African American vote um, that last time in 2016 for the Democrats was uh, 60 over 60 percent mm-hmm. uh, of the primary vote. And there is the expectation that it may be close to that. There is only a Democratic primary mm-hmm. in South Carolina this time. Last time there was both a Democrat and Republican. Primary. And why that's important is because in South Carolina, 
everybody can vote. It's an open primary. So you don't have to be uh, registered in a particular party in order to be uh, deemed eligible. So we would expect some independents and maybe even a few Republicans to go into the Democratic primary, and that would reduce, I would think, the number of African-Americans in the Democratic So there was this uh, kind of mini kerfuffle about uh, some Republican leaders encouraging Republican voters in the state to go vote for Bernie Sanders. The the thinking, at least on the Republican side, being he's a candidate who won't do as well against Donald Trump. Well, disruption. We've we've heard that for both polls and elections. So do we account for that or do pollsters account for that? Uh, when we're looking at at the likely voters, uh, the likely voter model, do we account for the fact that Republicans may jump in? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, um, because we're we're asking everybody the likelihood that they will participate, and we have questions which relate to that. So we ask their interest. We ask, you know, um, whether they have voted in the past, and uh, we also ask if they are likely to vote this time. Yeah, and I think to to, to Jay's point here um in our most recent likely voter model of the democratic primary in south carolina uh democrats comprised 59 percent of that grouping uh independents were 36 percent we had four percent republicans who were saying hey i'm gonna try this out doesn't mean they're all gonna you know go for bernie and and, you know follow that dictum but at least the model picks up those folks and you got to do you got to whoever's eligible has to get a chance to get in the poll perhaps what will be more telling this time in south carolina is the proportion of independence mm-hmm. because last time in 2016 they had a choice too sure. of whether to vote republican or democrat and um so if they are interested in voting and those are people that do tend to kind of be on the fence um d- depending upon um the the candidates who are running, uh, they there may be a larger proportion, and that's something of independence in this uh, in this primary on on Saturday. So one of the things we did uh, when we were in the field with this, the the Nevada debate happened in the middle while yes. we were in the field, and I love this as a as a political journalist. I love being able to say what happened before and after an event. Totally. Right, everybody loves that, right? Totally. So we were able to do that. What was the difference? Now remember, this is the Nevada debate, not the food fight in Charleston debate. Um, you know, just a couple of days ago, what were what what did what was the difference? What was the difference maker of that Nevada debate? Well, are in the in the polls? In the poll, yeah. What did yeah, we see? Yeah, you know, it's really tough, and and you know, there are actually a number of South Carolina polls uh, that are out, and we're out this week. And I don't know—is crap a technical term? <laughs> oh wow, wow. Yes, it's scientific. Uh, I'm sure. Yes. No, but the but the difficulty here is, and we talk methodology. Um, you know, that's that's what we do here, right. and it is disappointing. Uh, let me just clarify one poll that was out this week, which is the Monmouth uh, University poll, and that is a terrific poll, and who uh, we love, we love the poll. Uh, we're a fan of Patrick Murray, and um, he he does serious scientific research, uh, and also he's totally transparent about you know what he what he does and his methods and mm-hmm. all the statistics behind the numbers. Never difficulty finding you know the proportion of Democrats, Republicans, and Independents, and all sorts of the nitty-gritty things we and, like and to do. And they were in the field in. not before this uh, South Carolina debate, the 23rd, but right up to it. Yeah, the 23rd and the 24th. And, they, and, and he has Biden with a pretty big lead. He does. Yep. He does. Um, and so um, it looks as though um, people's, you know, thought that uh, that Biden may be coming, 
baby coming off the canvas uh, for South Carolina. It is interesting. He has a very similar proportion of African Americans in his survey as we did. Um, also, fewer than typically is the yes, case. So that, that, is, that would be in that keeping is, with what we expect. That's absolutely uh, not that's, enormously. I mean, I don't I don't want to. So, but that's the dilution of independence voting, and, and, and so that, yeah, a, yeah. a bit, yes. And uh, but also, he has Biden uh, doing very well. Um, among African Americans, and I think a bit more than we did as well, which makes sense after after Nevada, um, and also uh, the campaigns now in full swing in in South Carolina, uh, where they had been kind of on the on the side, just as all of right. us, uh, you know, in other states um, have been. So the the campaign has certainly come to uh, South Carolina, and um, you know, Biden looks to be. Uh, have that firewall that uh, he is that he, he Which is he hoping desperately for. has to have. Now at this the point. the other polls, there have been a number of other polls, and I don't really know what to say about them. Well, you just um, said a few things. <laughs> just well, CRAP says something about. Uh, them. Well, yeah. but the, the the thing is, um, they do show very um, similar results to um, what the Monmouth poll has shown. Um, there's one uh, I think just um, you know out today. Um, which showed it a bit closer, um, but the that's the uh, the Post and Courier with change research. But again, these are all methodologies that are untested, um, without really track records, um, and um, you you don't really know what to say because yeah. scientifically and statistically. Um, you can't make an assessment. So the Post and Courier with change research poll shows uh, Biden with a four-point lead, and that's the narrowest, actually. Uh, even though it's the most recent, it is the narrowest. Mm -hmm. um, and um, there's a, one from East Carolina University, uh, which shows an eight-point Biden lead, and a PPP uh, survey, which shows a 15-point uh, Biden lead. But in each of these cases, these polls are not not gold standard polls in the sense they use and, interactive voice response yeah, and, and, that's and online. I read, and I've read that about... Or mixed mode, where yeah. there's there's phone calls, there's online, there's this... And, and just, I don't think any of these used phone calls. They were all interactive voice uh, response right, okay, and, and yeah, online surveys. Right. I, just, I, just, I just want to yeah, real sure. clear, it, this isn't us tooting our own horn. I mean, you can look at, like, Nate Silver over at 538, he rates pollsters, right? And <laughs> polling organizations. And he gave us an A-plus, great. Gave Monmouth an A-plus, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. yep. I yes. mean, so there's there are some high quality polls uh the the polls that we're looking at here in south carolina are either unrated by him or have gotten some pretty bad grades so it's not us kind of saying this and, uh, and this one is, of them i feel well, like a third party but, yeah. well but also the, uh, yeah. so let me take the post and courier with change research poll okay so um they use targeted online ads to point to an online survey jay you can actually speak to that because that is a methodology that we tested. Yeah, I mean, so that when you when you're going and asking people to come to your poll through advertising, we we did some testing with that um, back in the Alabama mm -hmm. special election, and then we did it again in a Pennsylvania House special election, and uh, the results were wide of the mark by a wide margin. And methodologically, it's I mean it's pretty clear you're you're not reaching 
a representative sample. You you could. I mean, it could happen. A stopped clock is right twice a day, mm-hmm. but you're not going to have any certainty that you're going to reach uh, an audience that is representative in that case. So if you drill down into their methodology, um, which is great because it's it was actually really easy to find and um, you know, we should uh, t- yeah, kudos tip a for hat. transparency. Absolutely, um, but I love the point where they say that these types of sample reflect the demographics of the polyp- population, and then go on to say, um, but post stratification by age, gender, ethnicity, education, 2016 vote, which always every time, you know, any time <laughs> a pollster uses a previous election to balance ding, ding, ding. to balance the bell their goes survey. Off. <laughs> um, yeah, I go wild and and geography. So um, yes, we we do sample balancing, but our but our surveys come in very close to population, and it's it's response rates and kind of sh- you know shadings that um, we are balancing balancing too. The, the one thing also I saw in, and I'm not sure which of the polls it was, and maybe you recall this, but one of them talked about it being an IVR poll and all that, and they talked about how they were sort of calling people automate, automated style, and that means that's a landline-only poll. Yeah. So you're not even getting cell phones. Hello. Well, then you they add online. They add I- online, but I, I think it's um, I, I think it's a uh, it's an erroneous assumption to, to, to say that if you're online, you have a cell phone um, or that somehow yeah. you're getting a similar so, uh, demographic. So, so what we're really just saying is, is, as we've said over and over and over, buyer beware. Don't look at the average. Don't look at that RCP average or even the 538 average and go, oh, well, that's got to be right. There is a whole yeah. mixed bag of polls that are in those averages. This and is a tough group. It was it was kind of disappointing. But but look at the gold standard polls. Monmouth's in there. We're in there. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, other pollsters with good yeah. track record. ABC Washington Post is in there, right? Yeah. There's there's good people in well, there. Well, if you you know, so. for, and for us going back, you know, that is a week and a half, and you know. That that's another lifetime in technology, in technology and in in polling. So certainly, I'm hopeful there'll be some trackings, uh, particularly as we're going into Super Tuesday states. Mm, right. Um, there'll be some some trackings that will be able to take a take a look at what's going on, getting a little bit closer, and it kind of gives you a flavor. But you don't want to bet the house on it. So before we before we, uh, I want to talk about Super Tuesday uh, mm-hmm. briefly on the debate though, because. You know, we should say something about the debate, the South Carolina debate. Um, the NBC poll got a shout out. Yeah, <laughs> they were happy. We were happy. Uh, so, we were happy. So, Lee, you've watched lots of debates. But, um, oh, I, I know that, that Barb and I have a similar situation. We watch the first hour and either fall asleep or turn it off in many cases. Uh, you made it through, though? And I, yes, I do. And I even made it through some of the post-debate analysis, so I'm not quite sure so did, why. Th- did this help anybody? Other than, say, Donald Trump, who, you know, Democrats seem to think is the most helped by these debates. No, I mean, I think, you know, people got their first look at Michael Bloomberg. And I think that their second look, the second second look in South Carolina, the first look was. Yeah, no, this is the South Carolina Uh, food fight. Yeah. and, 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 you know, I think, you know, and he's not on the ballot. No, he's on the ballot. 
but he's coming up in real Carolina. soon. I mean, that, well, that, we're going to talk about Super Tuesday next. And, but that's and, and he's a, sort of like the the eight hundred pound elephant because we're seeing him all over TV, and soon that 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 shows up. Does anybody get help by the back? You know, I think uh, to some degree Sanders sort of did what Sanders does. Uh, he took a little more incoming because he is the alleged front runner. Took a lot more incoming. A lot more, a lot more yeah. incoming. Um, there was still uh, Elizabeth Warren was still going after Bloomberg. Bloomberg. Yeah. Bloomberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of Bernie. Yeah. Yeah, and and that was sort of funny to me because you know you tend to go after the person who's competing with you for votes. Yeah, um, and I thought people generally, you know, sort of did what they needed to do or wanted to do, and I don't think it was a great switch. Except I think Joe Biden is sort of like getting a better rhythm, um, and maybe off the canvas, as we're saying. So what does this mean for Super Tuesday? Because there's no time. There's no time well, in no. between yeah. Saturday. So you can't the results money. are in at eight o'clock, nine o'clock, ten o'clock. We're gonna know who wins South Carolina. Tuesday, what is it, a quarter of the delegates are awarded? Something like it's that? It's a third. A, a third. third. A third of the delegates are awarded yeah. on Tuesday. Um, Mike Bloomberg's on the ballot now. He hasn't yep. been on the ballot in any of these. What I this just seems like uh the story <laughs> that we've been playing with here mm. is just it, the bulldozer comes through and the story well, so, changes. So far, you know, believe it or not, only 3% of the delegates have been selected. So, I mean, think of all the, the coverage for what is just so minuscule in terms of the actual number of delegates. And people have also already been voting in many of these places. So the, it's the, it's the, not like... Right in California, they're saying that 40 to 50% of the vote, maybe more, is already in. And that's great because... Probably most of the polling for Super Tuesday has already, already be done, done as well <laughs> and won't, in, and and won't include the results of South Carolina because Super Tuesday is going to come right up on the heels of South Carolina for better or worse yeah, for and, uh, Joe Biden. Yeah, and campaigns can't raise money in time and they have to already done their TV buys. So, you know, you really kind of have one chapter coming to a close with South Carolina and then a whole new chapter opening up. So we've pretty much, so pretty much we know what we are going to know going into to Super Tuesday. But Lee, you had another issue that you, you wanted to bring up yeah. today just regarding, you know, poll methodology. And you, you had an interesting observation about some national polls. That yeah, came out. yeah. And, and, and just a quick hit here. Um, and it's coming off of uh, the comment by uh, Scott Clement. Uh, who tweeted, he's with the Washington Post, and he um, he um, uh, put together a little tweet there, and I thought it was very interesting, so kudos to him. Um, you know, we talk all about... So, poll- well, well, here's the tweet, so <laughs> we should tell people what the tweet is. Three national cell landline polls this week provided estimates of primary support with black Democrats. Post, ABC, Biden, 31, Sanders, 28. NPR, PBS, Marist, hey, that's us. Biden, 31, Sanders, 28. Does that sound familiar? NBC Wall Street Journal, Biden 31, Sanders 29. Together shows big shift versus January when 48% backed Biden in the post-Ipsis. Point being that we talk a lot about inconsistency in polls, and we've talked about that today. Well, here you've got three polls using very similar methodologies. There are some variations in them, but they are all doing live interviewer, landline, cell phone, reaching out to folks, and... Look at that consistency in what they're finding. And so, it's, not, it's, it's not as big a mystery. No, it's not. It, it becomes mysterious, and the electorate looks so more volatile than it probably is when you have lots of different polls yeah, of very quality. You know, quality. I was going to make that point, too, is that very often when we see polls bouncing around, even if they've been 
even if the data collection has been done during the same time, um, and the South Carolina polls are a case in point, um, people then say, oh, well, voters must be, you know, bouncing around, and no. they haven't made up their mind. And um, and in some cases, that's true, but we find that in the undecided, very exactly. large undecided yeah. numbers. Or persuadable voters. Yeah, persuadable. So, Our yes, South Carolina things, numbers had 27% saying they were right. Yes, and, and things air. can change. We've seen that. Debates matter, yep. certainly. Um, voting matters significantly um, from state to state. But, um, yeah, if you have the same methodology that is, you know, pretty similar during the same time, you're going to pretty much come up and find the same time. So just one last question. So uh, what is Bernie Sanders going to do on Super Tuesday? Is he going (laughs) to is he going to clean up or is Biden going to continue? I think and this is based on just intuition, not any polls, but I think that uh, Bernie Sanders could come away with a plurality advantage among delegates, but he's not going to run up the score like he looked like he might have a week ago. And Jay, how about uh, former Mayor Bloomberg? Uh, I think he probably does better than, well, we've never seen him. So first off, he hasn't been on the ballot. So better than how he's done means he gets anything. I I think that those ads have made a difference. Uh, in the states they've been running in, in, we've not. There's there are very few polls in California. I mean, the, it is a paucity of polls there, especially good ones. We don't yeah, know. It's what's, a tough place. We to don't poll. know what's happening there. Lots of languages. We don't know really what's happening in Texas yet. We don't know about these states. And I think Mike Bloomberg um, uh, is is probably uh, pretty persuasive with those ads. When to most get voters to get when, right, when most voters in those states have not paid all that much attention yet, and all of a sudden it's going to turn to them, all of a sudden the focus is going to be on them with two or three days or one or two days, and I, I think that benefits somebody like a Mike Bloomberg. Yes, Lee, your I, hand is up. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I feel I like, I feel like I'm watching the Democratic I, I, debate. I, I was doing that intentionally because as we're watching these debates sometimes, it kind of looks silly when they're all waving around, you know, get me in, get me in. So I figured I had one more point I wanted to say. I figured I'd wave my hand just like they Should do. we talk over you then? Yeah, you then it'll really be like the debate. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. I was just going to say, watch out for some candidates who don't get many delegates because they don't get the 15% threshold and therefore... If this is the last word on the podcast today, it may be the last event for them also. Well, that will do it for this edition of Poll Hub. We let Lee get the last word. Every Poll time. Hub, Poll <laughs> Hub is a production of the Maris Poll at Maris College in Poughkeepsie, New York. Thank you, Mary Griffith, our executive producer, and Casey Schaff, our editor. And thank you, a special thanks to Jay today, who is uh, manning man- the boards, manning the controls. <laughs> It's like my old radio days from when I was in college. It's like, oh, I remember all this. Mm. <laughs> well, if I get the last word, I'm not talking about the Roper Center. Oh, do you want me to do it so you yeah, can get the last word? Absolutely. Okay. To, to keep it consistent, uh, we'll do that. Thanks to the Roper Center Archive at Cornell University for providing us with the ability to look back at survey questions and talk about the results over time. We love trend data. We think it uh, says an awful lot about uh, polling. If you have questions or comments, reach out to us on social media. We're at Maris Poll on Twitter, Maris Poll on Facebook and Instagram. And one uh, quick thing. We talk a lot about the Marist Poll Academy. A lot of what we talked about today, especially about field dates, is something that is in the Academy. It's an online learning experience. It's free, and, and there's links in the in the, uh, in the the show notes. But one of the things about field dates is we've just done a case study about field dates. You should really take a look at it, and we'll let Lee have the last word about it. Subscribe. 
to everything we do. (laughs) That's the last word. Okay. You can do it on pull-up. You can can put a review. You can do it on your podcast podcast (laughs) application of choice. Uh, and I think we're coming to a grinding end here. So. <laughs> Thanks so much, Lee. But why don't, why don't you tell everybody that we're going to see them next time? It sounds like some of us may be allowed to come back next time. We'll see you then. <laughs>